Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced every day, so we're here to help. We're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Each guest tells us about the best thing they've found today, and we're pleased today to welcome Lauren Smith, a professor of sports media from Indiana University. Lauren, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now tell us the story you have today, and tell us uh, what the rest of us need to know about it. The story that I found is a column from the Indianapolis Star by Greg Doyle. It's titled, Like Penn State with Sandusky, Michigan State Failed to Stop Nasser. And it's a column that talks about the now familiar, hopefully, story about the sexual abuse scandal with USA Gymnastics. The reason that I like this column is that people seem to immediately understand the connection between USA Gymnastics and the sexual abuse scandal. But the Michigan State element of this story is a little more murky. Um, It wasn't immediately clear when the story first broke. People didn't necessarily understand that Michigan State tied into the story and how. And really in the past day or so, since the end of last week, Michigan State has become a player in the story. I like this piece because the column explains the timeline of what happened at Michigan State University. It includes the fact that more than just gymnasts were involved in the hands of the abuse at Larry Nasser. It, inv- it explains how it ties into the USA Gymnastics case. Um, and it also explains how Michigan State failed on multiple occasions to not only stop the abuse that was going on, but they didn't even bother to investigate it, brushing off the victims, saying, you must misunderstand. Oh, you're so lucky to work with this person. Basically, go away. The final thing that I like about the column is that it really calls bull, both on the president of Michigan State University and her response that she had last week at the trial when she said, I was aware that there was a report, but I never saw it. Um, And also, it calls bull on the fact that Michigan State has said that they've been proactive in handling these complaints and explains really that they have not been. And I think those are important elements to consider in this whole story. It's a powerful kind of column, and it's it's, it's fairly... I don't want to say angry or indignant, but as angry and indignant at a series of circumstances that have gone untended, is, is my read of that piece. But I think you're alluding to something important here, that this is an element of this larger story. It's not just Olympics now. It's not just Michigan State. But there have been ramifications beyond just that courtroom, just this one uh, defrocked, if you will, doctor and, and his victims. This is going into various other aspects of sports and medicine that he has been a part of. There have now been ramifications at uh, U.S. Olympic gymnastics levels, too. There have been ramifications. Um, People involved in the USA Gymnastics Board have now resigned um, in the past day. Three more members of the board of USA Gymnastics have stepped down. There have been mentions of the fact that he's been involved with private club private gymnastics club beyond just his involvement with USA Gymnastics. His reach was far and wide in the sport of gymnastics. If we look specifically then back inward now at Michigan State, story is still ongoing there as well in terms of the blowback of, of what is happening because of what has not happened previously. Yes. Just this morning, actually, uh, one of the board of trustees members came out and uh, made a statement with respect to a meeting that they had. And his statement was that You know, they had a five-hour meeting last week, and Luanna Simon was only talked to for about 10 minutes because they have other things going on at the university than just this NASAR thing, which really is pretty tone-deaf considering the impact, the number of victims, the allegations. I know you've previously taught crisis communication, and this is like a a how-to-not-do-everything, how-to-not-do-anything 
part of what makes this case so fascinating is that when you look at the timeline, and and I like the headline of this because everybody knows Penn State, everybody knows Sandusky, um, and they can immediately make that connection for a story that got so overlooked for so long, you know, to tie it to, to something that immediately people recognize is great. Sandusky and Penn State and all of that mess happened in 2011. So we saw that play out in 2011. At least Luanna Simon one complaint came across her desk in 2014. So we'd already seen what not to do with Penn State. And now in 2014, there's allegations that this complaint should have come across her desk, but she never saw it. The playbook was already written of what you should not do to handle this type of thing. And it was, you know, not even ignored. It wasn't even brought into the room. You mentioned earlier the word timeline, and I'm I'm glad you uh, sent this particular column in because at the bottom of the Indie Star dot uh, com version, there are you know as as you're aware on websites there are algorithms of related or possibly related stories and one of them beneath this column and I'll link to it as well in the uh, in the in the show here is basically an explanation from the Indianapolis Star which has been one of the publications that have really led the way for a year and a half now on on the larger Nasser story here and it details how this story came to them and uh, something that is often coming up to us as journalists is the question of how do you get a story? This is a very sensitive, large, all-encompassing thing. And it started because the Indy Star, the Indianapolis Star, wrote a story about how there were problems in sexual assault reporting issues at the U.S. gymnastics Olympic level. And one of this man's victims then wrote the Star later and said, I don't know if this was related, but... And from that first email came other people. And that's how we have really begun to get here today. But for the reporting, we don't have any of these conversations now. Correct. And it's important to note that the Indianapolis Star broke this story. They were the ones that originally broke the story. And for a long time, they were the only ones covering it. Um, You heard very little about this story on a national scale, really until last week. But the Indianapolis Star, yes, you're correct. They started the initial investigation. And then once the victims started coming forward, they were the ones that were really covering it. The only ones that were covering it, the only ones that were, were bringing this to light. By, by far the, the most prominent media outlet. Let's talk very quickly about the coverage since it has become more in the national conversation. From your perspective as a sports media scholar, are you pleased with how it's been handled and covered the story since it's really essentially since we've gotten to the sentencing phase of, of Nasser's hearing here? <laughs> yes and no. I don't feel that it's getting the attention still that it that it deserves. You know, still mainstream media outlets. I think something came up last week that, you know, of the mainstream media outlets, ESPN, NBC, ABC, Fox, minimal coverage was devoted to the story. You're talking about now this becomes the biggest sexual abuse scandal in sport and nobody's covering it. Um, and where they are covering it, the coverage is minimal. Somebody did a comparison last week of Deadspin's website versus ESPN's website. And there was an area mention on ESPN's website when the front page or the front part of Deadspin was all, all this story, the victims, the testimony. Once the bigger names started speaking out, Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney, that's sort of where the, the story has seemed to pick up steam, which is a shame because every victim is equally as important in, as these. But it seemed to take these big names to get the attention, to get the to get what it deserves. And like I said, I think this column is important because it brings in a case and a part of this piece that people just aren't aware of because it's not getting the media coverage that it deserves, because it's not getting the depth of coverage that it deserves. So while I'm happy that it's finally getting some attention at the national level, 
no, I'm not happy that it's not getting anywhere near the amount of attention that it deserves. This is a the larger story. We'll continue on. And we are very grateful, Lauren, that you brought this uh, column from the Indianapolis Star to us today. We'll have links to uh, Greg Dole's column that Lauren Smith has talked about and Lauren's Twitter account and other things uh, below the audio as well. Lauren Smith, a sports media professor from Indiana University. Thank you again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith.